Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Scott Billows, CEO of Belmar Consulting in Vancouver. Scott founded Belmar Consulting, a Salesforce.com consultancy, well over 10 years ago. They specialize in working with nonprofit and public sector organizations. The work Belmar do for their clients is hugely transformational, which makes their work extremely rewarding. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ian, for having me. Uh, I, I'm glad you made the time. I, I know it's uh, it, it's a busy time, and uh, kind of coming out of the the, the pandemic, uh, things are kind of getting back to a, a nice growth pace. So I, I thank you for your time, sir. Uh, the focus of this week's session is all about business transformation. So, Scott, maybe you could, uh, for the for the listeners, introduce yourself and your company. Sure, that's great, Ian. And um, uh, as as Ian has uh, kindly introduced, uh, I uh, own and, and run a, a Salesforce consultancy. Uh, and many people have heard of Salesforce. I'll I'll, I'll I would imagine the vast majority of your listeners, Ian, uh, are familiar with the name Salesforce.com. Many probably use the tool. And um, what we do as an organization is is we really sit between uh, the customer and Salesforce. And uh, there are um, hundreds of thousands of organizations that have have adopted Salesforce uh, within their organization. And um, in many cases, uh, those organizations need assistance getting Salesforce uh, set up and dialed in for their particular uh, business needs. And uh, that's really where we sit. So we're, we're at that intersection between the customer and uh, the technology vendor, uh, which in this case is Salesforce.com. That's, that's tremendous. And I agree. The experience I've had with uh, many clients, and, and you're right, most of them uh, use Salesforce.com. Um, it, it definitely needs that consultant to to get it dialed in, as you said, Scott, and make it you know work for their business because it can do a lot of things, and uh, it's critical to make sure you you've got the right functionality for the right process working for sure. As as we'd all know, all of the listeners would would, would also know, Salesforce is known by most of us out there as the leader in CRM today. But, but is this still the case, Scott? What, what's your experience telling you? Yeah, well, um, I, I think it probably starts with a bit of a rolling back the clock. So Salesforce as an organization has been around for more than 20 years now. And when they started, they uh, really, Mark Benioff, their CEO and founder, uh, had this vision for uh, 
the cloud and uh, really just enabling an organization to get started with software uh, really by just putting a credit card into uh, into a web form. And um, that's really how, how the whole thing got started. And, you know, fast forward to today, um, you know, the name Salesforce, uh, you know, certainly um, has the word sales in it. And, and that's really where they got their start and their roots are, are in the sales organization within a customer. But uh, the organization today is uh, the fastest growing uh, cloud technology platform in the world. And, uh, and that, that's a, that's a big statement. You've got, you know, you think of all the different cloud vendors that are out there today. Salesforce, uh, certainly in a business context is, is the fastest growing and, uh, you know, are now in excess of $20 billion a year. And so, um, they've, they've kept their roots in, in sales and, and working with, uh, and enabling sales organizations, but, uh, it, it goes so far beyond that. And, uh, uh, you know, where, where we find ourselves working today is, is actually not within the sales organization, but, um, uh, within really two segments of the market. And that is, uh, working with nonprofit organizations and working with public sector organizations. And as you can, uh, imagine, uh, you know, those, those types of organizations generally don't identify themselves as being a sales organization. And so, um, you know, the, the, the use cases or the business cases that they're looking to solve and looking to Salesforce to help them solve uh, are well outside of a traditional sales process. And, um, and that's exciting because, uh, you know, working in this, in this ecosystem for the last uh, 10 years, we've, we really had the opportunity to, uh, you know, pick the lane that we want to play in and, um, and that's what, that's why I feel business transformation is just such an exciting topic to discuss because there's just so many opportunities, uh, within these types of clients that we're working with for, uh, for this transformation to happen. And so, um, simply put, they started in sales and today, I mean, they, you, you can almost do anything, uh, with Salesforce. Um, I wouldn't recommend trying to do everything with Salesforce, but you certainly can do a lot of things with Salesforce today that, uh, you know, a few years, a few years ago, just were not possible. Wow, Scott, what a fascinating journey! I, I I would love to hear more about Belmar's journey as a Salesforce partner over the last ten plus years. What's it been like? What 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 have been some of the things that have been highlights over the last decade for you? Yeah, thanks, Ian, for that question. Uh, I, I guess ten years ago when we started. Uh, and, and, and I'll even maybe go back a little further than that. I mean, prior to working with Salesforce, uh, I had another consultancy uh, that uh, was focused on a different technology uh, at the time. And uh, I went through a transition of selling that, that consultancy. And uh, as I like to say that, you know, the next day uh, started working with Salesforce. And um, so our journey as an organization over the last 10 years really has, uh, has been we started really wherever we could find opportunity. It was, you know, we were bootstrapped and, and we were you know, really just trying to stay alive month after month. And, um, and, but, you know, as, as we developed and as we, we matured the organization, we, we really knew we had to pick a, a couple of lanes or, or pick a lane to, to play in. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think back 10 years ago when we, when we started as a Salesforce partner, there were, far fewer lanes that you could pick from. 
uh, where today uh, there's just it's it's not possible for one company to be able to do everything that uh, that can be done on the Salesforce platform. And so, um, you know, the last ten years has I guess shown me that um, you know in this this hyper growth segment that that we play in, uh, getting really clear about what you're good at and you know what you stand for and what your mission is uh you got to get that locked in really tight and uh and that's why you know we've we've selected these two domains that uh, we do most of our work in today um and that's allowed us to i mean everything that we do as an organization from our, our marketing to sales to how we deliver projects all of these are are tied back to what does the customer need and what is what are the unique needs of, of that customer segment that, uh, that, that we want to, you know, really own and, and really have, um, have something to say. And so, uh, you know, for, for some of your listeners or many of your listeners, you know, who may be sales professionals, you know, what's the, what's the, the theme that I'm trying to cover? It really is really get tight on, you know, on who you are or what your organization is all about. And, go deep in that category. And that's something that uh, years ago, I was, I was actually quite nervous about was, was, uh, was going really deep into, into one category for risk that if that didn't work out, well, you know, we had all of our eggs in that one basket, but um, I've just found that, you know, by, by getting very, very focused, uh, we've just been able to, uh, you know, grow the organization, deliver, you know, incredible success for our customers. And uh, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's, that's what we're here to do is to, to deliver success. And so, uh, you know, that's been the, I would say the biggest part of the journey over the last 10 years is, is really just getting honed in on who are we and, and, and what are we good at? And then, uh, getting the whole organization aligned around that vision. That's, that's tremendous, Scott. I, I like what you said about picking a lane. Uh, I would also say like ha- have a big reputation for a few things instead of an average reputation for many. Um, so go, going deep into a certain segment, like, like you picked a couple, nonprofit, public sector, uh, specializing in those areas helps develop currency and, 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 and relationships in, in those areas instead of being more of a general store for anyone that wants to buy Salesforce. So I think there's great wisdom in what you're talking about there. Kind of leads me to another question, which for someone like yourself, you've got to see this all the time. What trends are you actually seeing with your customers over the last 18 months? Yeah, I mean, the, the last 18 months for, um, for many have been incredibly challenging um, for, for us and uh, I would say the majority of organizations that, that play in, the, in a similar space to where we're in today, we've we've just had this great fortune of, of being again at this intersection between, uh, uh, you know, the world in turmoil organizations and customers needing to transform. Um, and, um, you know, what we've experienced in the last uh, 18 months with our customers, uh, cause at the end of the day, it's all about, it's all about our customers, right. Is, is that, um, you know, they have had this desperate need to, uh, to transform and and I think it's it probably has has a lot to do with the segments that we work in uh, where you know these organizations are you know maybe compared to a traditional for-profit high-growth company 
they're, they're much more traditional. They're uh, more risk adverse, uh, maybe a little slower to make uh, decisions, but um, their needs are the same. Their intentions are the same. Just how they go about doing it is uh, is a little different. And so I would say the trend that, that I've seen really develop and it's been really exciting to see is they, they've, they've just had to learn how to make decisions faster, to take more risk, to um, just step out and go for it. And, um, the, you know, the results that, uh, that that's produced in, in, for the organizations who have done it and for, at least for the ones that we've had the privilege of working with, uh, they, they've just seen this, this, this massive transformation happen within their organization. So, um, you know, they have more engaged staff. They've got, you know, uh, customers or clients as, as often they would, they would call them is those clients are, are more engaged. They're more excited about the services that, uh, uh, are being delivered and um, and it's really been enabled by this this technology transformation that's that's happened over the last 18 months where you know these customers used to maybe have some technology but they had a lot of manual process and they certainly were not set up for working remotely uh, and uh, so we've seen this this huge adoption and uh, uh, I would say the most exciting piece of that has just been seeing, Seeing these customers that have just traditionally been a little slower to move um, have have had to step out and just go for it, and uh, you know the results have been have been incredible to see what they've been able to achieve. And um, you know, you put yourself in the shoes of someone that that is a little more constrained by uh, by cash, or they're more constrained by uh, you know they have a board they have they're reporting to uh, for these types of decisions um, where they've stuck their neck out, they've made the decision and they've, they've delivered success. Um, you know, these clients are just over the moon with, um, with, with what they're now able to do and the mission that they're able to fulfill, uh, for their clients and for their, uh, constituents. So it's been, it's been exciting to see. It's, it's fantastic. And it, it, the feeling of, of helping someone reach new levels, uh, goes well beyond money, well beyond a paid customer engagement. It, it just when someone is because you can't unlearn something once they know it and it's working for them. And you, you know, arguably, you took them from riding a bicycle and put them in a car. Now they'll never ride a bike again, and and that's because of the work you've done and helped them to get there. So that's got to be so so rewarding. And as you said, Scott, the last eighteen months, you know, closer to two years, if you will, has created. A change. The pandemic has changed the whole world, and technology has never been more our friend than it is today. Uh, so that's not going to change either. That that's a good thing. But the pandemic's also created some some under ripple effects, and, and definitely one on finding people. What are you doing to win in this war on talent market that we find ourselves in today? What's your strategy, Mark, on, on that one, Scott? Yeah, Ian, thanks for asking. That is, it's such a, a key question. I know that I talk to, to our customers and just other, other leaders in, in the market that are, I think everybody is struggling with this right now. And, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I can speak from, from uh, our own experience. Uh, you know, our, our pre-pandemic, our team, uh, you know, working in technology, very, very accustomed to and familiar with 
all of the tools that now the whole world is using today. So cloud-based applications and, you know, things like Zoom or Google Meet or, you know, all these, these uh, video conferencing tools that uh, for many customers were, were challenging uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, but for, for us, we were used to those. And so when the pandemic hit, um, you know, everybody transitioned to home. And initially, we thought, hey, we want to be the absolute best organization out there at, at, at company culture, remote company culture. So what, what does that look like? And, and how, can we, how can we be the leaders? Um, really, because I, I, I had made a commitment to our staff that for the first 90 days, so from April of 2020 through uh, the end of June, we made the commitment, hey, listen, there's going to be no changes. We're not laying anybody off. Um, we, we don't know what the future is going to look like, but uh, we're committed to you guys. And um, in addition to that, we want to, we want this to be the best remote uh, company that, uh, that, that you could work for anywhere in the world. And so um, we really leaned in and, and, and brought our leaders together to really think about how can we, how can we do that? And um, when, you know, early on there was, you, you know, everybody kind of felt like they were on their own island trying to figure this out. And uh, <laughs> what, what has transpired is that uh, the mobile workforce is alive and well. And, um, you know, we are now as organizations competing for global talent. And um, so somebody that, you know, lives and works in, say, uh, Los Angeles, well, they could work for a, a company that is based in Toronto now. Uh, where maybe previously that, that geographic barrier limited their their ability to go out and find the, the best possible job. And so for us, we're, we're finding that um, that applies to us when we're hiring. Now we can hire, you know, the, the best people anywhere uh, in North America. Uh, but how do we retain and how do we keep our staff uh, that we have and how do we ensure that they don't leave? So we, we spend a lot of time on culture, we spent a lot of time on uh, really valuing uh, our, our our team. Um, we've got um, we've grown our HR team to really uh, deliver on that and focus on on just engagement with staff. And uh, I guess as a result of that, what we've seen is uh, I think I, we have not seen anybody leave the organization in the last uh, two years. Uh, and we have just grown the org, uh, in part because of, of the word on the street is now this is a great place to work and, um, they care deeply about their people. And, and I can only take a little bit of the credit. It's mostly our team who have done this in terms of just laying out a, a, a plan and then executing on this plan around being the best place to work, uh, remotely. And, um, and, and so we've taken that story and we've talked to our customers about it because um, everybody is in the same boat. It's how do we keep the people we've got and then how do we attract other people? And, um, you know, if you are in that virtual work environment, like, uh, like I've described, we are, I think it's all about just that engagement with your staff. It's, it's making them feel important, making them feel valued, acknowledging, recognizing them. And, and doing this in a way that is almost as close to, to what we used to experience when we were in the office and you could pat somebody on the back and say, you know, amazing job and you could celebrate, uh, you know, the success that they were having. So th- these are just a few ideas that, uh, you know, I would say we're still working through and we're trying to 
trying to execute on, but um, it's, uh, yeah, staff engagement and, and retention are so linked in my mind, and it's something that just, uh, as leaders, we've got to really be focused on. That's so well said, Scott. I, I, I mean, again, here for the pandemic has created uh, something new, and, and in this case, it's an opportunity. So recruiting the best talent now, you're not limited to, you know, being able to drive to the office. You could get them from another part of, as you said, North America. Uh, but now it's competitive to find those people. So with that opportunity comes some challenge. And I love what you said about the recognition and, and creating that, that sort of magnetic culture where people are, are, are valued. And just like you would treat a customer, you treat your employees that, that way. Uh, there's so much to be said for that. That's that's tremendous uh, and, and exciting, right? Use the word exciting again. What are you most excited about when you look ahead to 2022, Scott? Yeah, Ian, what are we, two and a half months away, two months away, I guess, uh, Yeah, from yeah. the end of this calendar year and, as, you know, as we look into next year? Yeah, I think what I'm excited about, I mean, there's a lot to be, uh, thinking about as, as we look into, into next year. But, um, you know, I think for myself, I'm, I'm really excited about just the, uh, this, this, this new way of, of working. And it's, it's not, you know, we've been doing this now for call it a couple of years, but, uh, there's just so much more to learn and to, uh, uh, to, to, to develop and, and really activate within our organization. And then taking these ideas that, uh, that we've got and after we've implemented them and, you know, executed on them for a little while, taking these to our customers and really, really helping our customers to uh, really lock in what this new world looks like. And um, I, uh, I just, I have a, I have a, a huge amount of optimism for, you know, what we can do uh, in society just to make the lives of people better. And, uh, you know, certainly with, with our customers, I mean, their whole mandate is to, is to really, you know, help others. And, uh, and so for us, I, I just, I think that we, we get to take these, these exciting ideas that we're working on. Uh, we get to, uh, we get to strategize on them, implement them. If that one doesn't work, try something else. And, and the ones that work, uh, take these ideas to the market and uh, and just help other organizations to uh, to to achieve the success that they're that they're uh, that they're working towards. And so that right there, I think, would be the most exciting thing that I'm looking forward to as we step into the next year. That's that's tremendous. Having that positive outlook and you know having that, uh, if you will, packed in a, a caring, want to make a positive impact, not just to the to customers, but to the planet. So uh, that's a fabulous positive message, uh, Scott, to leave us leave us with. And again, Scott, thank you very much for making the time. I know you're really busy um, to, to come on the show this week and, and share some of these wonderful ideas and pearls of wisdom with our listeners. How can people who are listening, Scott, how can they best reach out to get a hold of you? Sure. Yeah, Ian, the, the best way to, uh, to find me would be online. Uh, using LinkedIn. So uh, my first name is Scott. Last name is Billows. If you Google that or throw that into LinkedIn, you'll find uh, my profile. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to um, connect with anybody that uh, is interested in having a conversation. 
That's fantastic. My guest this week has been Scott Billow, CEO of Belmar Consulting in Vancouver. Scott, once again, thank you very much for being on the show. And thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.